Hey, Strategy Simplified. JP here bringing you another installment of our mock case interview series. And we've got a doozy today. If you asked for a tough Bane case, you got it. This Bane mergers and acquisitions case is led by an incoming MBB consultant. And the candidate on the hot seat is a master's uh, candidate for MBB and top boutiques. Click the link in the show notes to register your interest in volunteering for a future uh, live case session with management consultant. We do these live uh, with an audience, and so it's a chance to get MBB case coaching and to really push yourself in a case interview process. Anyways, moving into the case, the client in the case is an airline, and it needs advice on a big investment decision, where it's considering buying into a software company that could potentially improve its purchasing capabilities and reduce the cost of parts. So the client needs a candidate to give a strong yes or no recommendation on this potential investment. It's really fascinating, tough case. I encourage you to follow along with a pencil and paper and see if you can solve it. All right, here you go with this Bain M&A case. Great, uh, you ready to jump in? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so here's your, here's your prompt. Uh, an airline was approached by a group of entrepreneurs. Uh, and these entrepreneurs offered the airline to invest $100 million in their software company uh, for a 20% restricted profit sharing agreement. Uh, and on top of that, they've offered the opportunity for this airline to be the first customer uh, for the software that they're developing. So this software is an e-marketplace uh, where airliners and spare parts suppliers, uh, kind of refurbishing manufacturers, can meet to improve the purchasing capabilities of the airlines and to reduce purchasing costs. Aircraft parts are obviously a hugely important part of the airline business, uh, as airlines struggle to keep planes in the air as much as possible, minimize downtime, control costs, and obviously prioritize safety. Uh, so the airline has hired your firm to investigate this investment opportunity. How would you structure your approach? Okay. That sounds like a great case. Um, I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries on airlines, so I'm super excited to solve this case today. Okay. Just to make sure that I have it all right. Um, our client for today is an airline company, and they were approached by a group of entrepreneurs who are interested in um, investing around $100 million with the new software on 20% profit-sharing basis. Uh, the merits of this particular um, merger would be that the airline would be the first customer of the software, and the software itself is an e-marketplace where um, airline, different airlines, spare, spare part manufacturers come in together on a purchasing capacity, and uh, today we are we are here to validate how important and how um, how interesting this investment would be for our airline client. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And just one thing to highlight here uh, is that the airline is the one doing the investing, so they would both be the okay. first customer, and they're also the person or the organization that would be investing the hundred million dollars in this company. Okay, sounds great. Okay, perfect. Okay, so just a couple of things. Um, before we get started, uh, in this investment, are we looking at any specific ROI that would uh, help us understand if this is a good investment? So we don't have a specific uh, kind of number in mind in terms of, you know, 10, 20%, anything like that. Um, I think we're kind of just going for a gut check, but that'll be down the line. Okay, perfect. And are we looking at any specific goals uh, or any specific timeline that, that where we are looking at uh, completing this entire process? Again, nothing's incredibly specific, just kind of industry standard, but we can get into that more down the line. Okay. 
Okay. This software that we are looking at today, is it the first in, first of a kind in the market or are there any other players who already pull such piece? Yeah, so currently the process for uh, this sort of uh, purchasing is, is pretty complicated uh, and a little bit dated. It's a legacy system. Uh, there's no e-commerce system of any kind right now. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Can I take a couple of minutes to talk to my initial thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick break. Maximize your chances of landing a top 10 consulting offer by joining Black Belt, Management Consultant's premium case prep program. In Black Belt, you receive one-on-one mentorship and prep support from a former McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultant. Your coach will develop a personalized plan for you and guide you through drill-based coaching sessions. Black Belt also includes expert resume and cover letter edits because case prep is only so good if you don't get the interview. Learn more and register at the link in this episode's show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. Perfect. I have an initial structure laid out here, um, and I'm trying to analyze four different buckets today. So the very first bucket where I would like to begin my analysis is by um, analyzing the market for which this software is to be launched. And from there, I would like to understand more about the company that we are, our client is looking to invest in, the, the e-marketplace software company. And I would also like to analyze the financials of our company at the moment, our client's company at the moment, and finally understand what exactly will be the synergy if this particular deal were to go ahead. So to begin with, looking at our very first bucket, the, the, the market itself, I'm initially trying to come up with the market size for this particular software, just to understand if, if you were to the if you were to be the first client, who would be the consecutive different clients and if we have a size over there. I'm also trying to project a different bunch of growth rates and penetration rate to understand um, if we will be taking out, taking back the investment that we are making in this company today. And I'm also trying to understand if there have been any similar trends in um, in airline companies investing in e-softwares e that could um, optimize their existing processes. Moving on, um, the company itself, the, the software company that we are looking at, I'm trying to understand what their existing product portfolio looks like. Do they have any prior products that they have launched? Or would if this would be their very first product? I'm also trying to do a profitability analysis of the company to understand if they would be able to, uh, they would be able to share the 20 percent profit that we're looking at from their end. And from, from that, I would like to move on to the to our client's company, the airline company. I'm trying to look at their revenue and their costs, and I'm trying to validate if they have the bandwidth to be able to make a $100 million investment at the moment. So that's something I would like to look at. And finally, if we were to go ahead with this, I'm also trying to look at um, the synergies between the two different companies. Is this legally uh, compliant to, to go ahead with uh, procuring, uh, procuring the parts from an e-marketplace rather than a trusted manufacturer? And I'm also trying to look at any sort of financial synergies or cultural synergies that might come and come up in this entire alliance. My initial hypothesis is that um, since this is the first in kind in the market, this would definitely be a very good uh, brand identity boost for us. And we should go ahead with this. Um, but I think in tackling this problem, um, I would definitely start with the market sizing and understand more about the penetration rate. Does that sound like a good approach? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um... So I'm gonna actually um, that you're that, that's a great approach, um, but I want to I want to push us in a in a slightly different direction just to just to dive into a specific part of the case here. So I'm gonna give you uh, some more information 
and it's my hope that after I give you this information, we can kind of have a discussion um, about, about this. So um, a little bit of background here. The airline is currently purchasing spare parts with a legacy system. Uh, and the system is just not that super suitable to what is actually happening. There are a lot of extra phone calls. There's a lot of busy and process work. There's a lot of wasted time. Um, and because of all of that, the transaction costs, purchasing transaction costs uh, are about $50 per transaction. And that's not including the actual purchase of the, of the part. That's just kind of the extra cost to make that happen. And this is consistent uh, with the rest of the airline industry as well. Um, each of the 20 airlines uh, in the United States uh, make 500,000 transactions per year in this space. Um, and with the new e-commerce system, an airline looking to purchase a part would pay $6 to the software company uh, and spend $9 internally on labor systems, uh, et cetera. And each airline would also pay $20 million in licensing fees to join the site. Uh, the cost structure for the software company consists of no variable costs, uh, but their fixed costs, including all corporate expenses, uh, total $10 million per year. The aircraft parts industry is highly regulated with significant FDA enforced barriers to entry. And as a result, each part has one or two suppliers, uh, and thus this new e-market would not substantially improve supplier power. So as you can probably um, you know, guess, this is leading toward, toward a math problem, but before we jump into the math here, uh, I'd love to just understand how you would approach this question. Okay, okay. Just to make sure that I have all of that again, um, we, we currently procure parts from a legacy system and we are, we are looking at a lot of waste of time and a high transaction purchasing cost per transaction, which is up to $50. Um, the entire airline industry of around 20 airlines, each airline industry goes up to 500,000 transactions per year. If we were to go ahead with this system, uh, the software, the software company would incur a six dollar cost. Was that right? So the uh, the each airline, like when when you purchase a part, would pay the software company six dollars as kind of a processing fee, um, and okay. then also spend nine dollars internally. Okay. Okay. So they would pay the uh, they would pay the uh, software company a six dollar fee, and internally the labor cost would be nine dollars. Each of these companies would have to spend $20 million in licensing. There are no fixed variable costs. There, there's a fixed cost of $10 million. And we are looking at a lot, lot of forced barriers to entry today. Is, did I get it all right? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So kind of leaving the math aside for a second, how would you approach this? Okay. Um, can I just take a minute to just put down my initial yeah, structure to, absolutely. to go ahead with this? Okay. Okay, uh, so I would proceed by starting by, by calculating, uh, by understanding how much exactly would we, would we spend if we were to stick to our legacy systems and how much exactly would the company be spending if we were to go ahead with the software itself. So this would give us an idea about how much we'll be saving. And from there, based on other qualitative and quantitative analysis, we should be able to come up to a conclusion around that. Does it sound like a good approach? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um... As we move into the math here, I want to break this down into kind of two parts, right? Because we have um, uh, this airline is both an investor and potentially the first customer for this software. So 
I'd like to approach this math problem kind of with a bimodal approach um, by viewing them as an investor and then subsequently viewing them as a customer. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yes. Great. So um, starting off, uh, I'd love it if you could calculate the cash flow and net present value for the airline from an investment perspective. So here's some information for you. Um, the, pros, the proposed revenue sharing agreement uh, means that the airline would receive 20%, uh, the airline as the investor uh, would receive 20% of projected recurring revenue, uh, so consistent revenue, but none of the one-time airline licensing fees. Uh, as an investor, however, they would not have to pay uh, the licensing fees since they're already investing in the company. Um, and so given that the software industry has a uh, fairly high discount rate, you can use 20% as a perpetuity discount rate. Okay. Would you be able to help me with this calculation? Because um, I'm not familiar with the net present value calculation. So if you're able to guide guide me through the process, I would be able to give you an answer there. Yeah, absolutely. Start with the uh, start with the cash flow process, and then we can move to net present value from there. Okay, perfect. Um, so at the moment, we are looking at five hundred thousand transactions per year from 20 different airlines. So, uh, and we are looking at a $6 cost, $6 transaction cost, processing cost per transaction. So on a yearly basis, purely from the transactions, we are looking at $500,000 into six, which comes up to $3 million, $3 million, $3 million revenue only in terms of transaction fees. Uh, could you just, um, uh, yeah, per uh, just extrapolate that out uh, to each airline, if that makes sense. For each, okay, that's right. Okay, for each airline. So this is the transaction fee for one airline. Yeah. And uh, there's also a licensing fee involved, which comes up to uh, $20 million, one-time licensing fee, which is $20 million. So on the total, each airline spends up to $23 million um, on the new software, if you were to go ahead with this investment. And we are looking at, uh, for the moment, I'm going to consider 19 airlines because we as a company will not be investing in the licensing fee. So, let so me, if let I'm going to, my, let me stop you real quick. Um, just for, for this part of the uh, kind of evaluation, right? Um, if we're looking to understand uh, the cash flow for the investment from the airline's perspective, uh, and the airline has a, um, say 20% uh, cut of recurring revenue, right? Um, I, I want to get into kind of the airline, the other airlines um, financials in a sec, but starting with the investment, um, if we are looking for uh, kind of understanding the cash flows for the airline's initial $100 million investment, right? And how much money they're going to be receiving due to that 20% cut, what would that look like? Okay, just to reiterate whatever we just discussed, if we were to, if our client were to invest the hundred million dollars, and if there's going to be a twenty percent cut um, in the revenue, incoming revenue, is that what you meant? Yeah. So the uh, the proposed revenue sharing agreement here, right, means that uh, the airline, as an investor uh, in this company, uh, receives twenty percent of their recurring revenue. Right. So That's they're right. investing a hundred million dollars to receive a cash flow, a revenue stream. Um, and so we're trying to figure out what that cash flow, what that revenue stream looks like to see whether or not this is an appropriate investment. 
Okay, that makes sense. So uh, the way I'm looking at thinking about going ahead with this, um, I'm trying to understand what revenue we'll be getting from each of these 20 airlines and take 20% of that. And I'm, I'm understanding if that's a good number for our client to go ahead with. Does that sound like a good approach? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Okay, so uh, earlier I was trying to calculate uh, what would be the transaction fees and the one-time licensing fees from each of these airlines. So, and that, uh, I think that totaled up to 23 million per airline. Would multiplying that by 19 airlines, excluding our client, give us the total revenue that we'll be getting on a yearly basis from the software? So not quite. Why don't you start by um, determining how much, how much money uh, comes into the um, comes into the software company on a yearly basis, not including the licensing fees, uh, because uh, remember that the twenty percent uh, revenue agreement doesn't include those one-time fees. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Perfect. So if I were to exclude that, it would just be um, three million dollars from one airline, and if I'm going to multiply that by, uh, should I also include our client in the calculation? 19 is probably more accurate, but 20 is a perfectly good estimation. Okay. So in that case, on a yearly basis, uh, we will be making $60 million. $60 million purely from the processing fee. And if I were to take 20% of $60 million, and this is a recurring revenue, and if I were to take 60% or 20% of $60 million, that would be $12 million, which would be, the, which would be our client share according to the agreement. That is and from Yeah, and I, I think that uh, on a 100 million investment, $12 million on a yearly basis is a really good uh, take back. But um, I would also like to understand more about the synergies to ensure that this is a good deal going ahead. Okay, um, so let's, uh, let's move on um, to the cash flows from a from a customer's perspective, right? Um, and I want to understand now, we understand kind of how this looks uh, from, from an investment perspective. Um, I want to understand the cash flows for the average airline customer, right? So um, I think you have the majority of the information uh, that you need just to um, kind of recap some of the facts, uh, right? Uh, $20 million licensing fee per airline. Uh, and then mm -hmm. we would expect some sort of um, cost savings based on the uh, based on the move to the e-commerce system. Okay, sounds good. So um, just to make sure that I have the right structure going on over here, we are the very first client, we are the, we are the very first customer of the new software company. And we are trying to understand if from a customer's perspective, this would be a good investment for our company. So in that case, we would take a look at um, our financials and how much we will be spending in licensing and transaction fees to understand if we are making any significant profit there. So approach this from the perspective of, of an average airline, uh, not, not our airline, but any other airline that might be using this software uh, and compare the initial licensing investment to um, the cost savings on an annual basis. Okay, makes sense. So if we were to stick to the legacy systems, we are spending approximately $50 per transaction and we have around 500,000 transactions per year. So this would mean that we bring in 2.5, we incur a 2.5 million cost, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, cost on, on just pure transaction fees on a yearly basis. 
and if we were to go ahead with this particular software that uh, that would be reduced we would be spending $6 on the transaction fees and we would be spending $9 on labor so this would be $6 into 500000 transactions which is um, 3 million and we also have a $9 internal fee, fee fee for our labors is that correct yes um we're we're spending six dollars on a train as an airline. We're spending six dollars on a transaction and nine dollars on a uh, kind of internal with this okay. new system. Yes. Okay. So if I if I were to calculate the nine dollars into five hundred thousand five hundred thousand transactions per year, that would be four point five million. And we also have a licensing fee of a one-time licensing fee of twenty million. So if I were to add. Add just the six dollars and the nine dollar fee that we're incurring, it would be approximately. Um, I'm going to take a minute over here just to ensure that I have the numbers right. It's going to be okay, so that's going to be 7.5 million, and this is going to be 25 million. Okay, if we were to go ahead with the software, we would be spending 27.5 million in our very first year. And in the consecutive years, it would be 7.5 million in comparison to the 25 million that we'll be spending if we were to stick to the legacy systems. So um, this is, uh, uh, if we do not take in the licensing cost, this is definitely a very good investment for the company. Given that we save approximately close to 15 million per year from the second year onwards. Yeah, so from the customer's perspective, yeah. I was just, uh, can you, so, I think I think you have all the right numbers here. Um, I'm just slightly confused. So, in terms of looking just at cash flow here, how much money are we projected to save um, each year, not including the initial licensing fee? Okay, so that would be um, that would be nine. That would be eighteen point five million per year. Can you just sanity check that um, a little bit? You're close. Okay, so we currently have. 25 million coming in, going out if, it, if we were to stick to the legacy systems. And so that's going to be, okay, it's going to be 17.5 million. Perfect. Perfect. So, what do you think of this, this investment opportunity? I know you mentioned this briefly, but talk to me about, about the, this from the perspective of a customer. From a customer's perspective. Uh, compared to the 25 million that we would be shelling out in our older scenario, I think this is a really good opportunity for the company to save the cost, save a cost. We're saving, we have a lot of cost savings here, which we could probably invest in other ventures and, and probably R&D. So from a customer's perspective, uh, I think our client should definitely take up this opportunity. But uh, I'm still in an interested, yeah, yeah. No, keep, please keep going. But I'm still interested in understanding how the market will um, will welcome this particular product. So I would also like to understand more about the trends and the penetration rate itself, just to understand the success of this software in the market, because we, we would also like to want to look at it from an investor's perspective. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And just briefly touching on the investor's perspective again, right? We, we worked through the numbers here. Um, we'd be, um, you know, making $12 million a year million. off, of, off yeah. of a $100 million investment, right? And just to give you that's some right. kind of benchmark data here, right? That, that's that's a what, eight, eight, eight and a half year payback period or something like that. 
In the software industry, we're typically looking for payback periods of under two to three years um, and fairly substantial ROIs that kind of flow naturally from that. But just looking at payback period, right? Um, mm -hmm. Uh, an eight and a half to nine year payback period is not particularly attractive. So how does that inform your assessment? Perfect. Uh, I understand that the conventional payback period is two to three years, but but in this case, we are also a customer who's saving 17.5 million per year. And this investment, we will eventually definitely get our investment back after the eight and a half year period. But uh, I think the, the invest cost, cost savings here, here are too large so that I still feel that we should go ahead with this investment. Okay. And what if we were able to, what if the software company was able to get um, funding from, from other sources and we were not the ones that had to invest? How would you feel about that? Uh, in that case, uh, I would still be a customer who's saving 17.5 million, but I will not have to make the initial 100 million. So in that case, I would not, if, if that's an opportunity, I think they should go for it and we should just stick to being customers and not investors. Makes a lot of sense. So the um, the CEO of this of this airline has just walked into the room and they love your kind of final thoughts in terms of how they should approach this problem and what they should do. Okay, I'm just going to take a minute to just synthesize all of my different findings from this case. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick message. The best way to prepare for case interviews is through OutLoud practice with a partner. If you're looking for case practice partners, we can help. We have a free LinkedIn group you can join to find partners at your level and in your time zone. The link to join is in the show notes. In addition, we have a team of trained MBB coaches who can work with you via one-on-one -on -one Zoom sessions to help you get ready for case interviews. Whether you're starting from scratch or just need a little bit of extra help to get over the hump, our coaches have seen it all and will customize each session to your specific needs. If you're looking for a tailored and structured case prep program, look no further. Again, the link to join is in the show notes. Okay, so for today, for today, uh, for our client, I recommend that they should definitely invest in the new software that's coming up in the market. Uh, even though we are looking at taking back the investment a, a bit more than after expected, after five years than what it's con conventional, we are still saving approximately 75% of our costs that we would not be if we were to go ahead with the legacy systems. This is a huge savings for the company that they can use in innovation and uh, probably R&D to stay on, to have a competitive edge in the market where there are 20 different players. So I would recommend that they go ahead with this investment. In terms of risks, um, I'm, I'm questionable, questionable about newcomers coming into the market who try to replicate uh, the, same, the same technology that the software currently does at a lower cost, which could mean uh, a hit for our investment at the moment. And I'm also a bit concerned about the different F the, the tight FDA regulations that the software industry currently has in the market. As next steps, I would uh, I would recommend the legal team to perform a due diligence about this particular acquisition and look at uh, how flexible or um, what exactly are the limitations that the FDA regulations bring in. And if there are any other technologies in the market or if there are any other investors in the market that can have make the make the software happen without us directly investing the hundred million dollar. Well, really nicely done today. You're done. Uh, so Thank you. Nicely done. Uh, this was this was not an easy case by any means. This is a this is a complicated case. But how do you think you did? Uh, I think I I fumbled the math a little bit, especially in the investor part of things. Um, I, I got a bit carried away with the net pre net present value, 
but um i think it was just the normal math that i was supposed to go ahead with but um but it was a, it was a very interesting case um i felt it was more of pne rather than mna but a really good experience thank you so much yeah absolutely so i have uh, a bunch of feedback for you here i'm just going to start um briefly um you know, kind of just to, to frame this, I thought you did you did an, ex, uh, an exceptional job. I thought you communicated really, really well. Um, and for the most part, with the exception of some minor specifics in the math, it was really easy to follow where your head was at. Um, I wanted to make, uh, because because this is such a, um, I, I kind of see this as a fairly non-traditional case, right? We're, we're comparing an investor perspective and a consumer perspective in kind of an equity deal, a profit sharing deal. It's not super traditional. And so I wanted to make this uh, kind of as much of a discussion as possible. And I thought that, especially toward the end of the case, you reacted really well there. So I wanna go through briefly some of the components of the case and kind of dive into, into some specifics here. Um, so starting from the top with the background, I thought um, you know, your recap um, was great, uh, indicating that you had, had really solid notes. Um, your recap took one minute and five seconds, uh, which is you know right around uh, that that one minute mark that we want to uh, that we want to strive for. So so nicely done there. Um, it was clear, uh, gave me confidence that you kind of understood uh, what I was saying, and you're on top of it. Um, I really thought your um, objective plan, objective clarification, and your clarifying questions were were exceptional. Right, and um, typically we want to a lot, uh, two minutes or so for that. You got through that in one minute and four seconds. And I really didn't feel like you left um, much on the table at all, right? The, you focused on um, kind of understanding the prompt and also really drilling down on what constitutes success, which is always free. Um, you know, asking about specific ROI benchmarks, specific financial numbers, um, specific ways of evaluating whether or not this was a good investment, um, which is for this kind of case, exactly where you want to start, right? And understanding that. Um, Another question that you can that you can add in there is, um, are there uh, are and, and another question that's that's always good to ask is, are there other objectives to, um, you know, are there other objectives aside from just determining X, Y, or Z? Um, wasn't particularly relevant here because this was a fairly straightforward objective, um, but it might be in in other cases. But yeah, long story short, really nicely done there. Um, you're structuring. Uh, your structuring timing was was great. You finished in one minute and 44 seconds. Again, that's well under the two minute kind of benchmark that we want to see. Really nicely done there. Um, just to recap your structure here, you had a four part structure. Uh, one was examining the market. Two was examining um, this software company that we're potentially investing with. Three was looking at uh, the client and saying, hey, do we have the ability to, to make this happen? And then four, um, was looking at kind of synergy opportunities and how to make this a more kind of lucrative uh, deal, if that makes sense. Um, I really like the uh, I really like the the company bucket understanding um, understanding the company that you're going to invest with is is always a cr crucial part of, of these kind of things. Um, and same with with understanding uh, the airline, understanding the client. Um, I think you could lump. Uh, your your synergy bucket in with with that that client bucket and kind of say hey you know this is this is the client this is where we sit this is kind of the legal considerations and, and kind of move that into one but uh, again that's kind of nitpicking and then and then the market is always an important an important consideration there um, I would have liked to see a little bit more about um, kind of evaluating this as an investment opportunity but again that is that is nitpicky I thought your structure was solid. 
Um, you explained your structure in two minutes and 28 seconds. Um, ideally, we would be closer to that two minute mark um, just to kind of progress through the, case, progress through the case as quickly um, as we can efficiently. Um, but again, I thought you explained, explained it well, and I wasn't sitting here you know, saying, hey, she's going way too into the weeds. She's like, everything you were saying was relevant. And so I'm not too worried about the fact that you took an extra 25 seconds, right? Um, that's not something we're gonna do. Uh, and then, so yeah, moving into the kind of the, the heart of the case, um, the, the way this case progressed is we looked at kind of, hey, this, so this is the situation from an investor perspective. Um, and then that kind of tends to progress naturally into the map, right? Um, one key insight here that I think is important to focus on that you definitely understood by the end of the case, but ideally um, maybe we move to a little bit earlier is the, the kind of bimodal nature of this where we're both an investor, um, but also a consumer, right? And how it's kind of two separate analyses. And then this is what you ultimately kind of, uh, kind of identified in that this is a really attractive uh, opportunity for a consumer, right? This is a really attractive, uh, you have the ability to save $17.5 million a year um, on a $20 million investment. This thing pays for itself basically within a year, almost within a year. Um, so you have that ability. Um, whereas an investor's perspective, if you lump them together and you include the savings uh, as a consumer becomes a more attractive opportunity, but from an investment perspective itself, um, it's not as much. And, and we didn't end up getting to net present value just for time's sake. I wanted to keep the case moving. Um, if you do look at the net present value and basically just to, to clarify for um, anybody out there just who hasn't studied this, net present value is uh, the way that we kind of lump future cash flows in with a present investment to get um, you know, a positive or negative number that says, hey, this is a, a net positive investment or a net negative investment, right? Um, and if you do, you kind of do lump those cash flows out uh, or lump them in, sorry, you see that from an investment perspective, this is actually a net negative investment, right? We're um, investing $100 million to get um, to get really $60 million in kind of lumped together future cash flows. So, so we're ultimately losing $40 million as an investment perspective. Again, that's not including um, the, the customer part. Um, moving on to the math, um, I thought, I think this math, just to be completely honest, is really hard to understand. You know, when I was picking this case, I chose it because uh, I thought it was an opportunity for a good discussion and it was a little bit non-traditional. Um, but I did recognize that the math was was difficult. And I wanna, I wanna focus on the fact that your arithmetic um, and kind of the way that you work through the specific numbers was very quick, very clear, um, really impressive, honestly. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too hung up on the fact that we got a little bit bogged down in the math that it was a little bit confusing. I think this is confusing math. Um, you know, definitely something to, to work on. I think that the structuring, structuring math and taking, you know, issues from these kind of word problems with information scattered across three paragraphs into specific equations is probably the most difficult part. It is the most difficult part of the math process and one of the most difficult parts of a case interview. So definitely something to, to kind of, press on and then work on. Um, but I would not be too disheartened because you got one down here. This is, this is complicated. Um, moving on to the, to the conclusion here. Um, I, I thought your recommendation was, was strong and you did, a, you did a nice job of kind of wrapping everything up and consolidating. Um, I think that, uh, again, 
focusing on the bimodal nature of this a little bit more uh, would have been, it would have been great just kind of breaking it down between investor and consumer. Another thing to another thing to consider uh, is that there's a big difference between being a customer and being the first customer, right? If you're a customer and this platform is already established and you have a bunch of suppliers on there and they've kind of ironed out all the kinks, then you can really expect to save that money. If you're the first customer, um, you don't know how many suppliers are going to have joined the platform. You don't know. Uh, if, are there going to be bugs in the code? Is everything going to work seamlessly, right? So there, there is a discrepancy there. Um, I think this is the kind of opportunity that you might really want to get into, you know, a year, six months, two years down the line after it's already established. Is it as attractive of an opportunity immediately uh, or for investment? Potentially not. Um, but I thought you did a good job summarizing the case. I love to see the risks. I love to see the next steps. That's two crucial pieces, right? Um, and especially portrays thinking like a consultant. Um, one one nitpick would be, and, and I didn't I didn't press on this just because there was a lot to this case, and I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of gather your thoughts and, and get everything straight. Um, normally, when you hear uh, the CEO just walked into the room, or the CEO stepped into the elevator, or the CEO knocked on your window, or something like that, that's kind of code for summarize and. Um, and synthesize and respond to that question on the fly. Whereas if somebody leaves with, hey, like, you know, what's your recommendation? Or, hey, like, you know, they're interested in hearing your recommendation. That's code for, hey, you can take 30 seconds a minute. You took um, 61 seconds, one minute, one second, or excuse me, yeah, one minute, one second um, to wrap that up. So um, again, with that kind of terminology, you'd want to jump in a little faster. My guess is that most interviewers, and, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I would, I would assume that most interviewers, if they do ask in that format, would expect you to kind of jump in immediately and not give you that time. Like I said, I just, I know there was a lot going on. Um, but yeah, so then that, that's the conclusion. Overall, you know, really nicely done, really nicely communicated. That's one of the biggest pieces of these things is communicating really clearly. And I thought you did a really good job with that. Uh, and yeah, nicely done. I really enjoyed uh, working through this with you. Thank you, thank you, Noah. Thank you for all the feedback. Um, I'll definitely work on the, the, the areas where I really lack what I did not, I was not able to do today, but thank you. That was a fascinating session, wasn't it? Hope you really got a lot out of the session and out of Noah's feedback and took lots of notes. Once more, you can register your interest in participating in an upcoming live case event. We do one every month and you'll get free one-on-one -on -one case interview coaching from a former McKinsey Bain or BCG consultant. And you'll also get some really incredible and dynamic live case practice. It's really invaluable. Click the link in the show notes to register today. All right. We will catch you next week for another episode of Strategy Simplified. Take care.